Hello and welcome to Only Crimes. I'm Chris. I'm Sarah. And we are your hosts. Join us while we uncover true crimes, conspiracies, and missing person cases. On today's episode, we will be covering the case of Missy Beavers. Missy Beavers was murdered on April 18, 2016 at Creekside Church of Christ in Ellis County, Texas. Missy was 45 years old, married to Brandon Beavers. The couple had three girls, and Missy was a camp gladiator instructor, which is like a fitness boot camp instructor. So let's start from the beginning. In January of 2016, Missy began speaking with Casey Williams on LinkedIn. Their conversation turned flirtatious and continued up until Missy's death. If you fast forward to the weekend before her murder, she was out of town at a Camp Gladiator Total Transformation Conference. Um, She posted several times over the weekend, nothing really out of the ordinary on her Facebook, except for at some point on April 15th, Missy had received a creepy LinkedIn message. Um, We didn't have, we don't have any details on to what that message says. Um, They haven't released that. All we know, we don't know who it's from. All we know that it was considered creepy. And then if you fast forward a little bit more on April 17th, her husband Brandon was leaving for Mississippi. So he had posted on Facebook about the Texas weather and refers to his flight. Um, We do know that Brandon allegedly arrived in Mississippi at 730 on April 17th. At 7.55, Missy posts on Facebook that the Camp Gladiator class that was scheduled for the next morning would most likely be held indoors. She posted, if it's raining, we're still training. No excuses, you are gladiators. Most of their workouts were outside. Um, Obviously, with it raining, they couldn't do that. So that was kind of out of the ordinary. Uh, Then at 9.23, Missy posted on Facebook that she was going to bed. She had to be up at 3.30 in the morning. According to Brandon... Him and Missy allegedly spoke on the phone before bed to say, I love you. And that was at 9.30. So that's the last thing we have until the morning of the murder. Around 2 a.m. the morning of the murder, there is a light-colored 2010 to 2012 Nissan Altima seen at a firearms shop parking lot. It pulled around for a total of two minutes, I think it said. Um, 
but the driver would like drive and then turn its lights off and then turn them back on and then drive some more um but the police have stated that that driver is not a suspect christopher what's your input on that um i think it's weird that the driver of this uh nissan ultima was just out and about at 2 a.m um kind of across the street um of the church that um missy was supposed to be training at uh a few hours later so i I thought that was kind of odd and just kind of the suspicious activity that the driver of the car was kind of pulling definitely the suspect was seen on the church surveillance cameras after breaking into the church at 3.50 a.m. So that is an hour and 15, 50 minutes. So it could be non-related. That's true. Um, from 3.50 to 4.20, the suspect was seen rummaging from room to room. It had what looked like a hammer, maybe a crowbar in hand. Um, the suspect did spend several minutes in the kitchen um for the most part when we watched the video the suspect kind of like broke into different areas that were locked and stuck its head in looked around and then moved on to the next thing so do you think it was just a burglary gone wrong at this point well I mean, I don't know. Um, Considering in the footage that they were wearing a riot, a police riot um, gear, that kind of seemed off to me. Um, And just the fact of them walking around with a hammer and crowbar opening different rooms. I mean, yeah, for sure. It could have been a robbery gone wrong. That is one thing that definitely stuck out with this case is the suspect was wearing black tactical gear. The outfit appeared to be makeshift. So maybe they wanted somebody to think they were police from far away. Um, We don't really know yet at this point. Um, But we know that they just kind of rummage around at 4.16 a.m., Missy's truck pulls into the church parking lot. Now, we were told there was no outside surveillance, um, which did come out later that there was surveillance, but it maybe wasn't on. But with them having the specific timeline makes me wonder if somebody's surveillance was on to see her truck pull in. Because 4.16 is very... Yeah, it's a weird time. Um, at 4.20, Missy was seen on surveillance cameras entering the church. Now, that is the last that they have published about the surveillance. We know there is more, but they are not letting that out. Um... 
So we know she entered the church at 420. At 426, AJ Tucker posts to Facebook about a camp gladiator class. Which is, I mean, maybe he was attending. So that's why he posted about it. What's your input on that? Um, I, I think that, um, AJ could be a part of the, um, Camp Gladiator. Um, he seems like just a normal, uh, guy just trying to, uh, promote. Yeah, promote his, um, the class he goes to, just try to get people, more people to come in. Kind of thing. Yeah, that could definitely be it. So at 4.35, the first camp gladiator camper arrived at church, waits in the car in the parking lot. So we know that the suspect was seen on camera 3.50 to 4.20. We know that's when 4.20 is when Missy gets there. So at 4.35, that's only 15 minutes. Difference between... For all of this to happen. Now, what what time did the class start again? Was it? The class was scheduled to start at five. Okay, and at what time is it? Um, um four thirty-five is when the first camper arrives. Okay. Um, it makes you kind of wonder if the camper seen it seen anybody leave the building leave the area or a car maybe yeah or I mean really anything out of the ordinary it depends on what side the camper parked on versus what side the suspect suspect went in and out um so at 5 o'clock two 911 calls were made to MPD at 501 the fire department was dispatched At 5.03, the MPD patrol officers were dispatched, and the fire department arrived at 5.07, and the police officers at 5.10. Um, so we know that the campers were the one to find her. Okay. One of the campers, no name, I haven't seen the name anywhere, called Brandon to tell him about Missy. Brandon then turns around and calls his sister and tells her that Missy was in a car wreck. So, I don't really know where the confusion... I mean, they could have been frantic. He could have just assumed. Nobody really knows at this point. But we do know at 5.30, Brandon's sister calls and tells somebody else that she was in a car wreck and asks them to go to the Beaver household to be with Missy's kids. At 5.30, also MPD calls Brandon to tell him that Missy has passed away. Um, 
so the sun doesn't come up until 6.55. AJ Tucker, yet again, posts on Facebook after back-to-back -back classes at 7.16. So did they still have these classes? Was he at a different location doing classes? Nobody's really saying. But that's definitely interesting. Um, Brandon arrives home at 3 p.m. that day in a rental car with Mississippi plates. So that kind of goes along with his flight to Mississippi. And they also seized Missy's truck to see if they could find anything. And they released their first video footage of what they thought had happened. Now, did they say what video footage that was for sure? Um, I believe it was of the suspect walking okay. in the... The suspect has a very distinct walk. And so that's definitely something that needs to be noted. Um, a very distinct stance. If you watch the videos, they're kind of standing. Like they would go somewhere and they would stand. So either maybe they have an injury or they were drunk or... Yeah. Something was going on. Um, on April 19th, they did the autopsy. They did a few warrants for um, Missy's iPhone and iPad. Now, the police department officially said they thought it was a male suspect. Um, but on the 19th, they took that statement back and said they weren't really sure. Um, Brandon had talked to reporters the next day, so April 19th, and said he didn't think that Missy was targeted. They thought it was random. Um, and they also had a candlelight vigil. Now, the only thing that I kind of want your opinion on, um, they're saying maybe it was a burglary in process that she walked in on, but nothing was taken. And I thought that was weird. Um, if you're going in there to any place to, to rob somebody, you're going to walk out of there with something valuable. And... I I did hear that or I did see on there that um, the the church had some type of money raiser fundraiser kind of thing um, their collection plate from the night before okay the day before um, and that money was still in the office and it wasn't taken or touched so that on its own I mean if you're going to rob somebody you're going to go there and try to get something for so money just still being there is kind of 
Yeah, I think the money would have been the easiest thing, especially since the suspect had 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it was before she even got there. So that would have been the time that they would have been taking those things. They had a short time after she arrived, but beforehand they had quite a bit of time. Um, So I think probably we'll get more information on that as time goes on. Um, April 20th, the Texas Rangers came in, FBI, they had cadaver dog, um, his name was Titan, walk through the church. Now, they're not really saying, or I haven't seen anyway, and I did look, but I couldn't find anything. What did the cadaver di- dog find? I mean, the cadaver dog, could it have followed the suspect out of the church I mean they're not really saying so that kind of makes you wonder maybe they know something that they're not not putting out out. Um, April 21st they did some warrants um, for cell towers and they released Missy's truck because they didn't find anything Uh, Brandon picked up her truck from the police department that day and um, Missy's sister-in-law speaks with Dateline that day. Now, I haven't seen that Dateline interview. I don't know if you have. Um, um, but I don't... I, I, I watched a little bit of it. Um, I know that she highly believes that it was a woman in that riot gear. Um, just due to the fact that boots seemed too big. The way the, the perpetrator walked. Um, just the stance of the... the, the and that's a good, very good point. Was it somebody who had a weird stance or was it somebody who was wearing clothes that was too big because they wanted to... They wanted people to think that they were somebody else. So that's definitely interesting. Um, On April 22nd, I think is where we're at, AJ Tucker, again, posts. um, It's not Facebook this time, it's Instagram. But posted a photo of police vehicles with caption this is awesome now the MPD is on it why does that seem like he is taunting the police you know it kind of does um and that that, that kind of that's kind of suspicious um like your instructor just passed away and you're sitting here kind of taunting the police a little bit And it's kind of hard because it could be taken as like, wow, they're really on it and they're really looking for her or trying to figure it out. Or it could be taken as like, let me put this in your face a little bit. Yeah, like maybe, maybe, you know, I guess we could say the speculations for later, but maybe he had something to do with it. It was like, I might actually get away with this kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. That same day, the police department releases additional security footage. Um, 
And then they did a press conference. And all of that was kind of the same information. Um, One really weird thing that happened on April 22nd is Missy's father-in-law took a blood-stained shirt to the dry cleaners. Now that, that seems um, sketchy on its own. Um, Taking, after your daughter-in-law just been murdered, taking a blood-stained shirt to the dry cleaners. Yeah, so that is definitely weird. Um, The dry cleaners called the police and told them and and warrant was issued that day. So that'll be interesting to see what that... That comes out to be. Yeah. Um, Her sister-in-law also tells reporters that she thinks Missy was targeted by a jealous woman. Now, that's kind of strange too. Like, what... She seemed to have quite a bit of a following. Why would she have jealous women? Yeah. I mean, we don't really know yet. Hopefully that'll come out in the next few days. But um, on April 23rd was Missy's funeral. And on April 24th, Brandon's mom wrote a letter to the killer. Now... I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it was definitely heartfelt, I felt like. And um, I don't know if we want to read it or just kind of summarize think, it. But I think we just summarize it a little bit. Um, we don't really need to. Um, she does ask, you know, do you realize what you've done? And she also makes a remark about their special walk, which we kind of talked about a little bit, um, and we'll talk more about later, but the special walk, that really makes you wonder. Yeah. And she goes on to say that the person's family knows, and the family is just as guilty for not coming forward. Um... She does tell them that she asked them to please come forward, give themselves some peace, and give their family peace. And so, and that's kind of how she ends it, just saying, you know, God will forgive you, we will forgive you, but we want you to come forward. Yeah, that, I know I read the whole thing. Um, it was definitely heartfelt. It definitely sounded, um, like it was coming from, um, heartbreak, kind of, which is understandable, because her daughter-in-law just passed away and was, um, brutally murdered, um, so that, that's completely understandable. And On April 25th, there was a warrant signed for nine people's phone records. Now, this doesn't really say, but they're saying 11 phone numbers for nine people. 11 phone numbers for nine people. And they're, at this time, they're saying those nine people are not considered suspects. So I just wanted to put that out there. 
but 11 phone numbers for nine people. Kind of caught me off guard. Makes you wonder. Which one has two phones? Who has multiple phones? Um, but that period was for March 1st to April 24th. So the whole time. Um, AJ Tucker posted yet again to Facebook about his trash being stolen off of his curb by people in black chargers. That. So that. he's he's almost making himself out to sound like he's a suspect. Mm-hmm. Whether he is or not, we don't really know at this point. Um, but he's really making it sound like he's a person that they're looking at. And, and black chargers. Yeah, so he's chargers, definitely talking about cops. And yeah, like I said, I know chargers are pretty um, for common. common to be uh, police vehicles. Um, so yeah, that's really all April 26th, 27th, there was warrants issued for LinkedIn to get all those, um, records between Casey and Missy on LinkedIn. Um, there was rumors of an arrest and the police department released statements addressing those rumors the police department released that they had did the dry cleaner warrant. Brandon and Brandon's dad spoke to reporters on the 27th about the dry cleaner warrant. Um, And the dad pretty much said that his dog had gotten into a fight with a bigger dog and actually passed away and that was the blood on the shirt. That just sounds like almost like an excuse. It definitely does. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out what came out with those. But, um, yeah, it definitely seems... A little fishy. Yeah. Um, April 29th or April 28th through... The beginning of May, they did um, more requests, warrants. Um, they did on May third. They released a statement revealing that Missy died from puncture wounds to the head and chest. Um, but that they kind of just left it at that. Which, if the person had a hammer. That kind of yeah goes along with that. So, um, and then on May 4th, Brandon was filmed leaving the police station. He did make a statement saying he is leaning on God and that he has not read documents released about Missy's cause of death. Which, I don't blame him. I don't know that I would want to be reading that stuff either. Yeah. Um, May 5th, LinkedIn and AT&T warrants released to the public. Um, There really wasn't much in what I was able to find. Um, Most of it had been sealed yet again. Um, 
And May 6th, NYPD tracking experts come in to aid in the investigation. So, I mean, that's good. They're getting help from around, probably have specialties in other areas. Um, And Brandon's mom writes a second letter to Killer on May 6th. Do you want to summarize that second letter? Um, sure. Um, she, she pretty much starts out by saying, um, getting kind of like a time, um, it's been two weeks since I wrote the first letter to you, almost three weeks since you murdered Missy. Um, she goes on to, um, say, um, I guarantee your life has been more miserable than ours. Our life has been filled with peace that you wouldn't understand. So kind of saying like, we are now getting to the point where it happened and we're trying to finish our grieving process to where the killer can't say the same because now you have to live with murdering um, another person. And she also goes on to say how grateful they are for everybody that has been helping out, um, helping them with their briefing process and preparing meals for the family, and, you know, just keeping them and, you know, keeping the family in everybody's prayers. Um, she also goes on to kind of taunt the killer a little bit. At first, she was more heartfelt and was like, you know, come forward and, like, you really hurt our family. And now she's just, you know, asking, how are you feeling? Um, you feeling love from your friends and family yet? Or do they know you're, you're the suspect? Do they know you're the killer? She also goes on to say... This line right here. Are you getting a bit nervous? Shaking in your boots that are too big? Kind of referencing to the, again, the limp a little bit. The, the walker of the, the of the killer. And she still is on to say, you should be. It's just a matter of time now. Things would be a lot easier if you would just go ahead and turn yourself in. I'm sure the officials will take that into account. Basically saying, like, you turn yourself in, it'll be an easy trial, and you won't. You'll be punished, but it won't be as bad. So, just saying that if you go ahead and turn yourself in, your conscience will be clear. You'll feel better. No sense in having your family witness you being picked up by the police and leaving lasting visions in their minds forever we're all waiting it's just a matter it's just one way or the other that's definitely it makes it sound like they know who it is in my opinion like she's like 
I know what you're doing. Now you just need to come so it's, forward. It's definitely interesting. Also, the beginning of May, there was search warrants released revealing that um, Missy and Brandon were having marital difficulties and financial. They were having some, facing some financial stuff going on, which makes you wonder with the dad and the, the shirt and, you know, was there a life insurance policy like that is kind of. And that's usually what happens too. I mean, if you look at other cases. um, Yeah. So on May 10th. Brandon tells People Magazine that he knows more about the investigation than the public, and the family's insurance has been canceled. So, were they accusing him, and he said, well, those policies were canceled, so I don't have any life insurance, or I'm not really sure exactly the contents of that, but that really makes you wonder, especially for them to be bringing it up. Yeah, making it very clear that they don't have anything. Um, The next day, Nancy Grace made a report that police are honing in on a disposable phone used by a suspect. Which that kind of goes back to the 11 numbers and 9 people. So maybe... Maybe one of those numbers. But then they said that none of them were suspects, so... Maybe they just know the number, they don't know who has the phone. Um, Tarrant County also stepped in to help analyze surveillance videos. Um, That took a couple days before they had that complete. There was more arrest rumors. Um, The police came in and discredited those rumors. And um, the Tarrant County DA finished their investigation. Um... May 20th, the police department holds a press conference. This is where they tell everybody the what came from the Tarrant County investigation. So they are suspecting the height of the suspect is between 5'2 and 5'7, but still no confirmed gender. Police are still looking for the Nissan Altima that pulled into SWFA parking lot at approximately 2 a.m. And Brandon, they also released Brandon and Brandon's dad have solid alibis and not currently focused, not currently the focus of investigation. None of Missy's friends, family, co-workers are suspects. So... They're pretty much saying whoever's number that they knew they had was not a friend or family. So does it completely roll the fact that it could be a... It could still be a club... Yeah, club... Gladiator... Member, yeah. Member. Just not a co-worker. Exactly. Um, on May 24th, Brandon interviewed on Fox 4 and said that he forgives... He will forgive the killer if they come forward. He has seen more video than the public and is 75% sure it is a woman. 
So now the mom said it, the sister said it, and Brandon has now said in the media that they're pretty sure, 75% sure it's a woman. Um, Brandon interview with People Magazine is published on the 25th. Brandon says he thinks that the killer is a woman that knew Missy. So again, that kind of goes back to maybe it was a club member. Could have been. Um, but they didn't take Missy's wedding ring. So it's kind of weird if it's a, 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 robbery. a robbery and they're not taking a wedding ring. That's definitely interesting. And I know that wedding ring had diamonds on it because we did look that up. They did come up in the... So the fact that if you were going in there to steal some stuff, if the money wasn't enough, the, the, the ring is sure gonna be a quick pawn and just made a quick buck kind of thing. Yeah. And then on May 25th, this one really got me. Fake Missy Facebook account sends friends requests to people that knew Missy. So now this person or I mean, I don't know. They never really figured out I mean, last I heard, they said that it was deleted as quick as it came on. Um, but somebody did manage to get a screenshot of it. Um, but that's definitely... I mean, that's you're really rubbing salt up. in the wo- wounds right there. Yeah. Like, that's really messed up. Um, um, I think how... They had to have been doing something because couldn't they have just tracked that IP address that was coming off that account? I mean, yeah, you would think, With but if it came on and came off just as quick, I mean, you'd probably have to get a search warrant. Yeah. So I, and you well, don't know who did it, so that would be hard too. Who who are you searching? Yes, yeah, true. So over the next week or so, um, they came out and said that the blood results should be in on the t-shirt tips were slowing down to only a few each day but they were still definitely looking at them on june 6th the lab results show blood on the shirt was non-human so that alibi checked out so his alibi checked out and Missy's family is really starting to get frustrated with no answers, which is... Completely understandable. I mean, yeah, it's totally understandable. You just had somebody pass away from a brutal murder, and you just want justice at that point. You just... You know, you want it to kind of be over. And the fact that it's been five years and it's still not over is heartbreaking. To the family. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's really all that's came out kind of since then. So let's kind of go back and originally they said it was a robbery, an interrupted robbery. I kind of feel like the money wasn't taken her iPad, her iPhone, which was in her car, um, but her wedding ring wasn't taken. The 
equipment, the stereo equipment wasn't taken from the church. I don't know what else the church had in there. They said it was pretty much empty. Um, but I would say that it probably wasn't a robbery. And I would like to add the fact that the perpetrator had a phone on them. It's kind of sketchy on its own. It kind of goes into kind of like a murder for hire, maybe. Maybe. Like, you kind of get that feel, like, why would somebody have a phone on them if... And also, if they were robbing somebody, why would they come in in full riot gear? I mean, it was fake, but still, coming in in full riot gear, when normal people would just come in like a hoodie and sweatpants, just something to hide the face not full riot gear and if you're expecting to walk out with anything you're gonna have that gear on and carrying something else out that sounds like a lot of work with a limp with a limp by yourself i think probably everybody and that has even looked into this case agrees that it was not a robbery that it was to be set up to look like a robbery i honestly think that the person probably got that gear in hopes that they could get close to Missy. I mean, let's just be honest. She clearly was in shape. She, I mean, they did pretty hardcore workouts. It would have been a fight to get close enough to her, I think. So, if you walk in, I mean, it came out that they broke the window in the kitchen door on one side of the building... And if you walked in on that and seen a, somebody who looked like a police officer, you would get closer to that person versus just seeing the person stand, a person standing there with the glass broken. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely, my opinion is it was set up. I think it was set up too. Um, the fact that they half-assed went through all the rooms, kind of rummaged, you know, make it look like it was vandalized, broke a few windows just for the hell of it. Um, all that, though, and, again, the fact that the person came in in full riot gear and put the words police on it, I think we go back to maybe that person knew that she was going to be there. I mean, she was pretty open about everything. She posted all the time on Facebook. Pretty much posted her whole life on Facebook. It's told everybody she had to be up at 3.30 in the morning. The killer got there at 3.50. Ready to go. Ready to, you know, set up the scene. Set up the crime scene a little bit. So the fact of all that and the killer had a phone on him, I have a feeling it was... A, a murder for hire, or B, was somebody jealous, or, you know. Um, well, let's go back to the father-in-law, because, okay, it came out that the blood on the shirt was not human. human, but let's just be honest, why would, if he did it, why would he take that to a cleaners? So just thought you would just get rid of it. You wouldn't keep it and try no. to get it clean. So, he has that stance. It's not the stance. The figure. And I've noticed... The figure, too. That in the video, 
their body shape is pretty damn close. And the height itself, too. I would say the father-in-law definitely fits the description of the suspect, including his foot turning out. Because when you watch the video, the his right the suspect's right foot turns out. Uh, and I know when And the father-in-law's foot also turns out. And I know they got that footage, the reporters did, when the father-in-law and her husband went in to talk to the police about the shirt. I know they got a video of him walking and it did look pretty damn similar. This case all around though literally has so many different outcomes. Yeah. And that's just that's that's the trickiest part about it is that there's so much that could have happened. But all those theories can be so far from the truth and shit some of them could be so close we're not gonna know until the police come out and say something or there's more evidence in there or you know again we don't know why that Nissan Altima was driving around at 2 o'clock in the morning yeah definitely I mean they say it's not a suspect because I mean there is two hours difference yeah and if they didn't if they didn't see that car going towards the church then you would assume that they're not a suspect but it still makes you wonder like why are you out there and why were you sitting in the parking lot turning your lights on and off why were you just driving around just to drive around at two o'clock in the morning they had no reason to be there and the thing is weirdest part is is the only reason that video was shown was because I want to say it was like a few days or something after the that store had been tried to or had um somebody had attempted to break into it yeah and that's how they noticed on that day there was that car there so maybe it could be two completely different crimes yeah you know definitely but it still just seems so coincidental knowing that they had money problems I tend to steer away from steer well towards the husband. We know the husband was out of state, so the dad with his step. But at the same time, I almost wonder like, was somebody trying to impersonate him? Almost. That's that's a good point, and 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 also I I also have to bring this back into perspective is she wasn't faithful. Right. So, if you're having issues like that, and you are just so hurt by that one person that you thought you were going to be with forever and, you know, love so much, and you just get hurt like that, that can turn somebody so, like, so, that can make somebody go so ballistic so quick. But who are you going to turn to first? You're going to turn to somebody that's the closest to you, and that was... Um, his father right so how easy could it have been for them both to have alibis wouldn't have been that hard all they had to do was make sure their phone was where they said they were so yeah her husband could have been in Mississippi 
and maybe the husband sent a text message or something to the dad or made a phone call to the dad and it spiked in I think it was California where he was at for his alibi I don't know there's just so many twists and turns to this case that unless something big breaks the case there's a possible chance we will never know what happened to Yeah, and I think at first when the sister started talking about a girl being jealous, I was kind of confused. Like, what? why would somebody be jealous of her? But then now knowing that she was talking to somebody, was that person married? And it also comes back to show that, that a few days prior to the murder, that creepy LinkedIn text message. She could... Maybe the wife, if that person had a wife or girlfriend or whatever, had found that username in the LinkedIn account. Well, yeah, especially she could have made one and then on LinkedIn. yeah, she could have came, made an account, searched up that username, and sent her a creepy text, kind of as a warning. Maybe, maybe you really think about it, maybe as a warning to like show your role here. Yeah, maybe they definitely. did. Maybe they continued. Maybe that, maybe that they just blew off that text because it really wasn't threatening, you know? Well, I mean, we really don't know what the te- that text said, but if they continued, it couldn't have been that bad. Right. So, if it wasn't life-threatening, they're like, eh, it's alright. We'll just, we're doing our own thing, whatever, we're not hurting nobody. In reality, they were hurting people. But still, do I think over some text messages... And infidelity, I, I don't think somebody should have lost their life for that. No, definitely not. Uh, that was a little too far of a step that, that somebody took. And now that person has to live with their decision and live with knowing that they murdered somebody. And you can't tell me that's not mentally messy with Oh, I don't sure. care who you are, you know, that, that's that got to mess with you somehow, in some way, whatever it is. Okay, so what is your, what do you think happened? Who do you think did it? Let's, let's go with that. I got so many different theories, but the one that makes the most sense to me, I guess is kind of the the um possible wife situation as much as I want to think it's the dad because you know that's that that makes that makes a good amount of sense but the possibility it not be or possibility that it is it's very slim they both have alibis that check out. And maybe maybe AJ had something to do with it. I mean, we kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I think... For him, and you know, taunting the police a little bit and making it known that he was a suspect. That seems suspicious all on its own. I was definitely convinced that father-in-law did it. Until... 
first the first thing that caught me off guard was the mother-in-law's letters they seem so heartfelt they're so heartfelt which makes me want to believe that they really were a close family and they really did care for each other so then you want to think okay well it's not the father-in-law well who is it then so i'm i am almost convinced that that's a girl just wearing clothes that are too big or to make it look like a male figure yeah I 100% agree with you on that one Um, that that makes the most sense at the same time we're not gonna know unless the police I mean and whatever happened to Casey Williams too yeah was it him was he just jealous that he knew that he would never be able to have this relationship I mean we don't know we don't know what happened to him and maybe we should do a little bit of research to come back to kind of a little I mean yeah we definitely could I I'm for me it's definite girl jealous over something over something and it was not random definitely was not real. I think it's either A, a murder for hire, or it was a jealous one. And I still think that's what it is. But if it was a murder for hire, and they're already having financial issues, and the policy had got canceled because they had financial issues, what would be the reason for murder for hire? The dad. Dad had money. But he wasn't going to get any money. If the insurance policies had been canceled so there was no payout, the murder for hire, in my opinion, is not really an option because... But we want to know what you think. So let us know. And also let us know what you want us to do, what case you want us to look at next. Or if you guys have any questions or anything like that, Um, feel free to let us know and we will get those answered for you. Our email is onlycrimes at gmail.com. And yeah, we want to hear from you. We want to know what your thoughts on this case are.